Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today, and be sure to check out the product of the week. You guys voted, and it won the vitamin C capsules with antioxidants. It was actually neck and neck with the vitamin E formula, a few extra votes over in the vitamin C capsules with antioxidants. That's our vitamin C formula that has quercetin, uh, basically, and citrus bioflavonoids along with rutin. And it, and it really helps out significantly with maintaining the immune system. And it works really well. Just this product alone in conjunction with the zinc glycinate works really, really well for bolstering the immune system and fighting off infections, especially if you stack it with the D3 10,000 K2. Those three together are really the trifecta pair. If you're trying to stay on a budget and really keep your immune system strong, the vitamin C with antioxidants, the zinc, with the D3 10,000. So be sure to check that out on the website. And also, too, I'll be updating the or excuse me, the food buckets, the meat buckets that we have currently. We will be doing a two-pack special on them on the front page of the website. We got another shipment of those in with the meat buckets, so we have enough inventory for a short period of time to be able to do the two-pack on the meats along with the organic regular food buckets right now. So be sure to check those out on the website here in the next coming hours. Now, I'm sure you guys have all seen and heard they have now released the uh, basically compromise on the gun violence bill in the Senate, and it's nothing short of exactly what we expected it to be, all the way down to almost a billion dollars in grant money to go to states that enact and enforce red flag gun laws. This is probably one of the worst aspects of the gun bill that they're trying to pass in the Senate. This is why I told you to be very vocal and make sure your senators get deluged with emails and phone calls knowing not to vote for this. And I'm, I'm hoping they stand their ground. On top of that as well, there's this constant talk, and I've been trying to find out, and I'll, I'll probably dig into it today later on, so I've just gotten a lot of the information earlier this morning on what they're entailing with expanded background checks for 18 to 20-year-olds. This is something very troubling to me because I've heard this term used repeatedly over the last week, and it is apparently in the bill of expanded background checks for 18 to 20-year-olds, which basically tells me is they're going to make it much more difficult and much more invasive and probably full-blown national registration in order for an 18 to 20 year old to purchase a firearm legally from a federal level. Remember, guys, this isn't a state level. This isn't a state coming in saying, well, you gotta be 21 or you gotta be 18. This is a federal level, which means this is gonna deal with all FFL firearm dealers on 4473 forms if someone's under the age of 21, which in my opinion, I've told you guys repeatedly, it's very, very troubling to see so many Oath breakers and constitutional violators in the Senate that are going along with something that violates a 18, 19, 20 year old's ability to be able to f- buy a firearm legally in a timely manner. And but yet you can go enlist in most cases 17 years old and go to straight basic boot camp and deploy not too long after you get out of infantry school and you'll learn how to operate and run some of the most, you know, advanced firearm weapon platform systems in the country. And yet it's totally fine. But you're not allowed to if you're a civilian and you're basically trying to protect your family or your friends considering the fact that a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds now are having to grow up much faster, some of which don't, but some of them do. So be sure to contact your senators about that and make sure they know what's going on. Also, too, in other news, I saw a video last night somebody sent to me that was very, very troubling, 
and it was bumbling buffoon. Now, I haven't been able to figure out if buffoon is saying this off the cuff, and he's just rambling on like he normally does, and he's trying to get through this so he can get his ice cream cone and go fall on his bicycle again, or if this is actually something he's been told, and he's priming the populace to get everybody ready so they can basically know. Because remember, you know how these guys work behind the scenes. They like to let everybody know. He was basically defending on the reason why he needs so much more money, and a reporter asked, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children is there, and how many of the nation's kids will be able to get vaccinated before you need more money from Congress for COVID stimulus bills? Now, this was Biden's response. We'll get through at least this year, so we need more money, but we don't need more money for vaccines for children until eventually we need more money to plan for the second pandemic because there's going to be another pandemic. And that was the extent of the, his elaboration on that. Now, again, I take what he says with an extremely small grain of salt because the man's senile as it gets. However, that doesn't mean that he doesn't operate with an earpiece or operate with a teleprompter on a regular basis, as we have seen, which means – is he saying this to try to basically prime the American populace and letting them know this is what they have planned in the near future, as we've thought and warned about? Or is this just the ramblings of another senile lunatic who's basically in office? I don't know. You make your own decision on that. But I found it very strange because he said it with such extreme confidence. It wasn't like he kind of was just like, oh, well, you know, there's a garden hose and you stack you know, pasta salad and you put it on top of a dog and you go back around the yard, you know, and he starts rambling on and makes no sense incoherently. He said this with extreme confidence if you watch this. So just as a heads up and an idea, make sure you're keeping your body strong, your immune system strong, along with your family as well, because this is a very, very odd thing to hear. Also, too, in other news, I saw a video of what's been talked about as a drone, a small drone strike on a Russian refinery by Ukraine armed forces. Now, this isn't the story I'm wanting to get into. It's the video I saw of basically this drone is equipped, apparently seems like, with either C4, some type of incendiary device, and they flew it into a refinery, and it basically blew up and started this big fire at this Russian refinery. Now, the reason why I bring that up is, isn't it odd we've seen a video of this now happening? And yet we've been wondering on how these random fires literally keep starting all across the country at these food manufacturing plants or at these egg plants where they're basically raising these chickens for eggs and so forth. We've gone into detail literally the dozens of incidents that have happened now, in some cases 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, even months ago before it was even hot. All of a sudden, this giant manufacturing facility just happens to catch on fire or like the egg facility up north that I talked to you about that can produce up to millions of eggs a day, in some cases at full production, and suddenly it's 1030 at night and the thing just randomly catches on fire out of nowhere. This is probably the way it's being done. This is why I brought this story up as it's very um, – how can I say <laughs> – very sleek, very covert way to start a fire. These drones, as I've, I've played with them before, I've had buddies that have had some of these really nice drones, and they're very interesting. It's a very interesting piece of technology, not only the camera and the spying systems that they have on them, not to mention they can arm them, but you can turn them into kamikaze units pretty much anywhere you want. So I thought this was interesting that I wanted to bring up 
is a reason why probably what we've seen and why it's been happening and how they have been doing it. Because remember, at the same time now, the Russian ruble has turned in pretty much the world's best performing currency now over the last couple months. It just reached its seven-year high against the dollar yesterday, despite all the sanctions, because, well, the ruble's now gone in, and they've pretty much been backing it by gold, and they've no longer allowed the manipulation from the central banks to come in and their dollar, the ruble, isn't crashing like the U.S. dollar is with this massive inflationary rate that we're seeing. And uh, they've pretty much become the main sanctuary as far as with oil now after the own st- <laughs> the sanctions that we put on them are causing our own demise in this country along with a host of other things. But so while you're seeing that, it makes sense to see why you're seeing covert drone operations against Russia. But at the same time, don't think they're not happening here as well on our food supply system. That's why I've encouraged people, make sure you're staying ahead of the curve. If it comes down to food supplies, backup food, canned food, you know, Mylar bags, whatever you need or you feel like you need to store up, make sure it's something that you look at in the very near future because I think there's going to be some serious not only price increases over the next 6 to 12 months in food from everybody I've talked to in the industry – I think we're going to see massive shortages of proportions we've never seen in this country in a very long time. What do you think, Deb? You know, I, the food supplies could easily be being affected by drones. I mean, it's, it's simple enough. You just fly the drone over the top of a factory, and if you know where the factory is getting a gasoline, LPG input or whatever, uh, your, your fuel input, you could just hit that one spot, and it would ignite everything. Uh, so that, that is a possibility. We, you know, we saw it in Russia. As far as the rob the Russian ruble getting so strong is because now they're requiring that you buy their oil and gas in rubles and no longer you know we're losing our petrodollar status, which is a real problem. Uh, irony is that you know we were one to one at parity with the Swiss franc a few weeks ago, and the Swiss franc basically came in and lowered the interest rates they were charging to hold their currency, and then the it dropped three percent, but it's ninety seven to point one to ninety seven point ninety seven to the Swiss franc still. Which means the United States currency is extremely strong against the euro and against the Swiss franc. But, you know, Russia, as far as its central bank, is still being controlled via the Rothschild banking cartel. And the appointee that they have in there from the Rothschild banking cartel is not doing Putin any, any service. Now, does that mean that Putin and the whole world basically is shifting that way and it's all obfuscation again by the international banking cartels? I don't know. I really don't know. It could be, you know, Putin's Putin, you know, walks the walk or talks to talk. But, you know, whether he's allowing somebody to control him from behind the scenes, I don't know. Personally, I, I like I like Putin. I've said that to you since we started the show. And, you know, and that's difficult for me to say because it was a once communist nation. But he seems to have walked away from all that and really is pushing really heavily, you know, the Russian Orthodox Church. You know, we've been to Russia. We've, we've been there 20 years ago and right after, you know, a few years after the fall. And it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. And Putin has really helped put that country back together again. But again, that's being done because of liquidity and because of the international bank that runs Russia. So the whole thing's a mess until Russia could shed itself of the international banking cartels, basically fiat currency. And until we can do the same thing, uh, we're not going to fix this mess. An interesting report, by the way, this came up like, uh, came up with, uh, on, SG, uh, on SGP, uh, SGPT report. And it is, and it's, and it's saying that basically a uh, Michael Pence, uh, may have been involved in basically, uh, you know, pedophilia. And, uh, I don't know if that's true. I'm not making that statement. I'm telling you what SGT report said, being very careful in how I phrase that. But what I did find very, it's just, and it was irritating to me. It really is. Not one place on the report that came out, because we know this pedophilia is very real because of who? 
Jeffrey Epstein, Mossad, and Israel. Not one time did anybody on that report bring that country up into this as far as what they're doing, or MI6, or CIA, or anything else. Now, I understand that's all covert activity going on with these people that are doing things behind the scenes. I got that. But the point is, I really like the SGT, SGT report, but you know, it's just interesting to me how so many of these different organizations are coming out and saying certain things, but they're never pointing the finger back at Israel because they know that that's basically political suicide once they do that because of Zionism. And we, and that's why we talked so much at length last Friday on the USS Liberty. If you missed that show, please watch it, listen to it. Uh, if you haven't had a chance yet to watch the videos I posted at the Health Masters website, part one, two, and three, and four on the USS Liberty, this is totally free. Just go to the website, click on them, or you can look them up yourself and look at, you know, sacrificing liberty. You need to see that. You know, according to Dr. You're not, you're me, uh, Congressman James Trafficking, who's, who's, uh, who's dead now, he basically said that Israel runs the United States like they're whore. Those are his words, not mine. And, and they do it, and they control both houses, the Senate and the House, and they do. They do. So since Cindy McKinney, uh, McKinney, Cynthia McKinney said that she had to sign a Pledge of Allegiance basically to Israel before she went to the Congress and she refused to do it. And so she was you know, there for four terms and she was out. Once you realize how this Congress and the Senate is completely and totally compromised, it really, really gets your attention. In addition to that, I want to talk about uh, you know, this pandemic that Biden has just announced. They would have to have a cover for the shots and what they've done. They've got to have another, they have to have another boogeyman come out of the corner to force the mask mandates back. They have to have another boogeyman to come out of the corner to force more vaccines on everybody. And they have to blame the deaths that are occurring in all these young people now on some other disease that has arrived. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, now we have all these people, these older people coming down with mad cow disease. I kid you not. I mentioned it a few weeks ago and their brains are basically just being destroyed. For mad cow disease, which is one of the side effects of the vaccine we're finding out now. And as far as the 18-year-olds not being able to allow to get the guns, uh, that's just obfuscation. You know, I personally believe a lot of this stuff has been set up as far as these false flags with these young guys with these guns. You know, I don't know any young guy has, has the money to buy a five or ten thousand dollar weapon system. <laughs> just, like, I remember when I was 18 years old, I was struggling to pay my way through college in my first couple of years, and I was working part time jobs. I didn't have any money to go out and buy a gun. I didn't have any guns. I didn't own any guns until I was in my in my 20s, in my late late 20s. And so it's just silly to me that we we don't want an 18 year old to go buy a shotgun or a long rifle or a high powered white rifle. When, where, where are they getting the money? That's the question. They never asked a few weeks ago. Where did, they, where did the kid get this money in Texas to buy all this, this advanced platform with this weapon system? So I find that interesting also. Also, the red flag gun laws is one of the primary factors that they're pushing on this, this, on this gun bill. The, the red flag gun laws, uh, this is what Ivanka Trump did. She called every member of Congress. She called every every senator, every congressman under the guise of working with Donald Trump to try to force red flag gun legislation throughout the entire United States and create federal laws for it. This is the big red herring that we've got in this entire thing right there. That's a problem. And, and, and the other red herring in here is this. Listen to the part of this legislation. Resolving one final hurdle that delayed the accord, the bill. Now, if you guys can figure out what this means, let me know because this is, I don't know how they're going to enforce this or prove it. Resolving one final hurdle that delayed the accord, the bill would prohibit romantic partners. Notice they don't say men and women in relationships. 
because they got too many queers now and too many transgenders. So they got to say romantic partners. They can't, uh, I'm, I'm out. Need I digress? Resolving one of the final hurdles that delayed the accord, the bill would prohibit romantic partners convicted of domestic violence and not married to their victims from getting firearms. Convicted abusers who are married to live with or had children with their victims are already barred from having guns. The compromise for him is guns for persons who has had a current or recent former dating relationship with the victim. That is defined in part as one between people who have or have recently had continuing serious relationship of a romantic or intimate nature. An offender's ability to own a gun would be restored after five years if they have not committed another serious crime. Okay, if that makes any sense to you, it doesn't make any sense to me, and it's intentionally not making sense because they want to have the ability to prosecute people who are dating somebody. So let me give you an example. If you and your girlfriend get into an argument, okay, or you and your wife or soon-to-be ex-wife or ex-husband get into an argument, all of a sudden now they're going to call in red flag gun laws on you. Or they say he drew a gun, which you may not have drawn a gun, or she drew a gun, which she may not have drawn a gun. It's going to tie all of that up into there. It's going to, it's going to bring in innuendos and one-sided testimony. All the stuff without evidence is going to be now admitted in to take the rights of people away and to then implement the red flag gun laws. All of this stuff is being done basically to push that agenda that Ivanka Trump was, Trump was pushing through Jared Kushner, through Israel. Just thought I'd mention that. Just thought I'd say, okay, there you go. That's what we have. And it's funny to me, too. These central banks, their main hub is out of Switzerland. You know, that's World Economic Forum, et cetera, et cetera. All of these groups are out of Switzerland. In Switzerland, people have to have guns. They have to have military service. They're all issued machine guns they keep at home. I this is what they have in Switzerland. And I find it ironic that Switzerland has like one of the lowest crime rates in the world and everybody's armed. But they don't want us to have crime rates because Switzerland is their neutral territory in which they keep their money there. So in the whole, if the whole world goes to HE double sticks, they have the ability to come back and have their money, you know, in Switzerland or their gold in Switzerland. In most cases, it's gold as far as what it's like, these high net worth individuals. I spoke to a man yesterday. He expatriated himself, went down to Mexico. Uh, he was a former State Farm, you know, owner of State Farm Agency, and he has basically since sold that and closed it. And he's now living in Mexico, and he had put all of his money, pretty much 100% of his money, into cryptocurrency a year ago. Well, that hasn't worked out for him very well. You know, he's lost pretty much all of it. And, uh, and the sad part about it is he was saying to me this morning, he was saying, do you think maybe it was all obfuscation and all a psyop again by the CIA to get patriots to eliminate gold or cash or silver or whatever and put everything into cryptocurrency so they could take everything away from them at the stroke of a you know key keyboard. And I said, yeah, I really do. I really think that a lot of this cryptocurrency stuff is being tested right now by the central banks. And the central banks are finding what the pros and the cons of the cryptocurrency are by using Bitcoin and all these other coin things that they have, these cryptocurrencies, whatever they want to call them, to discover pitfalls and holes so they can initially they can eventually issue their own cryptocurrency and in doing so they can have already found out what the pitfalls are i think it was a giant psychop to take the patriots in the united states to invest their money in the you know the bitcoin you've never heard me tell you to invest in bitcoin one time we don't do that we don't give you financial advice on here and i told you not to invest in bitcoin i'd rather have you invest in gold and silver and food <laughs> quite frankly food because gold and silver won't help if you can't buy food and, you know, and, and, you know, and then I would even put guns and ammo, you know, behind the food. You've got to get the food first, but then you've got to have a way to protect yourself and protect the food. So you've got to have that in there, too, but you've got to be able to eat. 
that, that's really, really important. Often it was talking about building your immune system. Just one more thing I want to add to it. I want to add in there iodine. 12.5 milligrams of potassium iodine a day. It's, I can't tell you how important it is. When your blood's contaminated and it goes through the, the, the thyroid gland, like it has coronavirus in it, that, that thyroid gland actually hits it with iodine and kills it. And nothing lives through iodine. Nothing kills everything. So iodine is one of the principal components of the immune system people don't want to talk about. It. It's super inexpensive. Then become was it twenty bucks or whatever a bottle of it is twelve point five milligrams, and a lot of people give you tiny tiny micrograms and mechagrams of iodine. It's not enough. You, Dr. Brownstein did some really good work on that. He says you got to have at least twelve point five milligrams of it every single day, and we also use the nascent iodine. And a lot of people charge ridiculous amounts of money for nascent iodine. We don't do that because it's that important that you have that. So that's your trifecta stack: is the vitamin C. Then I like the one with the antioxidants with the quercetin, the zinc, the vitamin D three K two. And the potassium iodine. Just want to mention that with you guys also today. Now, also, I want to say something. You know, you know, Fauci the other day supposedly came down with COVID, right? And you know, I was thinking about this. You know, I think what they should have done with him, they should have immediately put him in the hospital. They should have immediately given him remdesivir. They should have immediately put him on a ventilator. They should immediately, yep. if he recovered from that, they should have gone ahead and put him into a nursing home and locked him up forever like they've done so many of other people. And then I think they should have isolated him indefinitely because he may have actually had a personal ability to, to, to basically you know, talk to other people. And then I think they should have given him, given him more booster shots. <laughs> That's what should have been done with Fauci. Okay? This guy is a giant piece of slime. I can't stand him. And I think if what's, what he's pushed on everybody else should have been forced upon him. Because personally, I don't believe for one second that he got a coronavirus shot. I don't think Donald Trump got one. I think they all got placebos or saline solution or whatever they gave him or just distilled water, whatever they put in their body. They did something other than give them that shot because they can't take a chance of a national leader being on TV, getting a shot and dropping dead, as we've seen before with other people. They can't take that risk or getting unbelievably deathly ill. I don't trust any of these people. By the way, that doctor who basically, Simone, who is one of the top people involved in January the 6th, she's the one who started Frontline Doctors. She has now been, been put in jail for two months. I, I don't even – she's been locked up. She, she got a two-month sentence, but it's a big fine, and now she basically is going to be in prison for two months. Now, whether they, they may give it her two months because they may be charging her with a, with a misdemeanor, this, but the sad part about this is is that – She's a good person. I really like her. She's a Jewish doctor out of New York. She started Frontline Doctors, and her, name, her last name is Gold, and she's sentenced to two months in prison. Let me read you this. The California doctor has been sentenced to two months in prison for being involved in the January 6th breach of the Capitol and stepping inside the restricted premises, along with her co-defendant, John Strand. Dr. Simon Melissa Gold was initially charged with entering a restricted building or grounds, violent entry and disorderly conduct, and arrested on January the 18th, 2021. Unbelievable. She spent two days in custody. On March the, she's lucky she should have been in jail the whole time. On March the 3rd, 2022, she pleaded guilty to the misdemeanor charge of illegally entering the restricted building. Gold was sentenced June 16th to serve 60 days in jail, one year of supervised relief, paying $9,500 fine and $500 in restitution. Gold is the founder of America's Frontline Doctors, a nonprofit that has spoken out against the emergency use authorization of COVID vaccines and promoted the use of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine during the initial days of the pandemic. Now, you know, here's what's crazy about this. She must have known somebody, and I'm just saying this you know, in, a, in a very respectful way, not to disparage her whatsoever, to only get two months. A lot of these guys are getting years in prison, years. She got two months. So I don't know if it's because of her high profile 
I don't know if it's because of her defense attorney. I don't know because she knew somebody. I don't know what it is. But I'm really happy she only got two months. I mean, that's she'll do that probably in a, in a county lockup or whatever. But the point is, this shows you how we've lost the republic and we've lost the rule of law and how people are being basically arrested, not and denied bail and everything else because of this January 6th issue, which comes back to me and Austin going up there. I'm going to say this again because I get tired of listening to this. We were planning on going. In fact, I didn't want to go initially. Austin wanted to go. I said, okay, we'll take care of it. So we set it up to go. And then about a, about a week, two weeks beforehand, you know, I was on the show with Jeff France, and he says, if you guys go up there, you're going to be arrested or you're going to be killed or you're not going to come back or whatever. He told me that. And I started praying about it because I didn't feel good about it. Finally, I told Austin, I said, something ain't right with January the 6th. I could feel it. Remember, if you're led by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit direction guides you, you try to avoid these pitfalls, right? I talked about that on yesterday's show. And so that's what we have to understand is that, you know, we did not go. And I'm so, gosh, I think, thank you, Jesus, for not, for not letting us go up there because it would have been a nightmare because Austin and I have been very, very vocal. We would have been with this whole thing. And then it's funny to me how people are up there with blowhorns and bullhorns and, and creating all kinds of chaos and everything else. And they also have alt media shows and they're renting giant parade grounds, et cetera, et cetera. But they're never charged with anything. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? Isn't that strange to anybody but me? Oh, yeah, well, maybe they're basically tied together with Mossad and tied together with MI6 or tied together with CIA, or maybe they're part of COINTELPRO. Maybe they're part of Operation Mockingbird, which so many alt shows are. Sad. Also, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? Well, you're exactly right. I mean, that, the whole situation up there stinks to high heavens, and this whole communist-style, Stalin-esque January 6th, you know, hearing that they've been having is is nothing short than full blown communist theater. That's all it is. It's designed to keep the narrative going, to keep the lie going. I've said this repeatedly, and I've said it on Hagman show repeatedly. The only way they can keep the January sixth narrative going is they have to keep talking about it over and over and over and over again because the vast right. majority of people don't care. It was a situation that occurred. There were some people up there that were basically say, bad apples. Some of them did to cause property damage, which is not okay. I've told you guys that before. I've never encouraged or ever encouraged or told people that they need to go in, basically, you know, break up property. Property damage is not funny. It's not okay when people mess up your stuff. Going in and breaking, entering into a building is not okay. However, there are multiple videos that show law enforcement clearly opens up the gate and that doors are clearly unlocked and that people just walked in. Then there's some people that broke windows and did destruct things. And quite frankly, if they did break something, they need to pay for it. You go out and you can't just go out and break people's windows. Granted, granted, unless you're BLM terrorist and Antifa, then it's totally cool, guys. If you're with the Antifa group, you can actually firebomb entire cities, and it's totally fine because you're trying to make change for the better. So it's okay when you burn down entire city blocks with Molotov cocktails. You're just doing it because you're upset and you're protesting. But if you walk in the Capitol grounds, you know, that's, that's, no, you're not allowed to walk in there. That's, that's walking into a restricted area. I mean, guys, come on. Misdemeanor charges. Misdemeanor charges. In most cases, if you did this on any other day up in Washington, D.C., you'd probably get a citation or a notice to appear in court. That's it, guys. I mean, let's be real about this. 
destruction of private property, okay, you're probably going to go to jail for that. Trespassing, entering a restricted building, give me a break. That's the vast majority of the charges of guys that have been arrested up there have been for charges like that. You know, entering a restricted building. That's like you're going up to Washington, D.C. on any other day, and you're kind of nosing around, looking at the grounds. The places that we pay for with taxpayer money, I will add you. And you see another couple doors, and you're like, dude, let's go see what's on in here. See if we can go walk in here. I'm, I'm curious. I've never been here before. Oh, wow. It's congressional chambers. It's going, you know, just kind of snoop around. All of a sudden, security catches you. Uh, this restricted area. You're not allowed to be in here. Whoops. What are they going to do? Most cases, they're going to escort you out. They may give you a citation. They may give you a notice to appear. Most cases, they're probably just going to kick you out, tell you not to come back in. That's what they're going to do. But because it went along with the narrative of going against a stolen election that they have repeatedly told us they did not steal when we blatantly watched them steal the election. You can see it in 2,000 mules. Now, all of a sudden, they have to make a giant to-do about it and arrest every single person they can possibly pick up on camera, even for the slightest infraction. You know how much money was spent on U.S. Marshals and federal agents going across the country picking up people? And basically extraditing them back to D.C. for misdemeanor trespassing charges. The planes, the flights, the teams, the security, the paperwork, the filing, all this stuff to go out of their way to arrest people all the way down here in Florida with 10 and 12 man FBI SWAT teams to arrest them and take them back to Washington, D.C. because you're being charged with trespassing. Really, guys? Yeah, really, that's what's happened, and that's exactly what Dad said. This is no longer a public when you see things like this happen. If this would have happened, you know, 100 years ago, that guarantee you would have been like, okay, well, why are they doing it? That's that's the million-dollar question nobody wanted to ask. Why are these people this convicted that they feel they need to come up here and protest? Maybe there is something going on with this stolen election. Maybe all the video footage we saw of them bringing up suitcases full of ballots – and the geo-tracking of individuals dumping off suitcases full of ballots. Maybe all that stuff was legitimate. Maybe we need to look into that a little further. Nope, 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 nope. We need to look at the giant atrocity known as January 6th, the worst event to happen since Pearl Harbor. Guys, that's an insult to every single service member that has ever walked this great planet, this great country. That's an insult to everyone when they make comments like that. But again, the only way to keep the narrative going is to keep the lie. Remember what Goebbels said. If you make the lie big enough and you tell the lie long enough, you eventually will make everybody believe it. The goal, in my opinion on this, the goal of this January 6th hearing and the entire charade that has occurred with this is to not only basically try to stand their ground on their stolen election and not give in to basically people realizing what they did. But a second thing is they want to make sure this is etched in the history books for all the children to read for the rest of history. So this will be 10, 20 years from now. You know, when I'm in my 50s and 60s and I'm older and I'm still talking about it and when it gets brought up, if somebody says something about it, I'm still defending it. The vast majority of kids are going to get taught it in school. This is basically the worst atrocity that happened this century, and that this is why you can never, ever, ever question your government, because this is what happens. 
this is what it's going to be used as. It's going to be used as a communist indoctrination tool for the younger generation for decades to come. That is what they're setting this up for. That is why they're making it so big. That is why they're documenting it the way they are, and that is why they're dragging it out as long as they possibly can. The longer they drag it out, the bigger of a deal they can make it, and the less time people actually look on what really happened with the election, the longer they basically legitimize this as being this insurrection which, as I told you before, was probably the worst insurrection I've ever seen in recorded history, considering the fact that not one single person was charged with trespassing with a firearm. Golly, guys, that's a real effective insurrection, isn't it? You walk into a building, you protest, and you leave? Come on. At the same time, you have California now with this catch-and-release criminal program where guys are literally getting charged with violent crimes, getting picked up, arrested, released the same day with no bail, and they go right back out and do the same thing. Right back out and do the exact same thing they just did. I was watching a video yesterday, and it was security camera footage of a burglar who was breaking in to this guy's garage that he had, this big like warehouse garage shop that he had. Three times in two days, the same guy kept breaking into the garage, kept getting arrested, got released out of jail the same night, went back to the same garage, tried to break in again, got arrested again, got released the next morning, went back and did it again. And finally, when the cops showed up, they said, well, you know, you need to make sure this place just isn't such a high-profile area. Why, why is it making this guy so attracted to come and break in? That's what they said to the homeowner. The homeowner said, the reporter goes, what are you talking about? This guy won't stop breaking into my place. Why do you keep releasing him? This burglary into an occupied dwelling. What are you doing? Doesn't matter. It's what, what the law states in California. Guys, you got to understand, just because it's a law and somebody says it's a law doesn't make it okay. They used to have a law in China that stated you weren't allowed to have more than one child. It's called one-child policy. Your child had to be aborted or executed, essentially, if you were found out to be pregnant again. That was a law in China. Don't tell me how well that went out for all those kids. It didn't. And then we keep hearing more and more stuff now about this Uvalde incident. It keeps getting more and more bizarre. Now they're saying that the, the school room that the alleged perpetrator was in wasn't even locked. While they waited for 20 minutes for keys, they never even checked the door handle to see if it was locked. And my, my next million-dollar question is this. This is allegedly a team that knows how to basically get into school because they just went and they did active shooter drills. Why didn't they just breach the door with a crowbar or a battering ram? Much less check the door handle, maybe wiggle the door handle. Now we're also hearing a report, and this is interesting. I had a Customer sent me this this morning. This is very troubling. Fourth grade teacher, Eva Morales, who was remembered as a loving mother and wife, she was among those killed, allegedly, at the shooting at the school. Her uh, her husband was an Evaldi police officer who was off duty, and he ended up going into the school, was tackled, detained, zip-tied and had his service weapon taken off of him while he was trying to get into the school to save his wife who had just called him and said she had been shot. 
Oh yeah, this this whole thing just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder at this school. Kind of like they wanted to make sure that they had as high of a body count as they could get, or they wanted to make sure who was ever in there originally had enough time to get out. I don't know, but there's nothing about this situation that makes sense. It's almost starting to stink worse than the doggone uh, Las Vegas shooting. They said they revealed the husband of the slain elementary teacher, Eva Mandelez, identified as Alvaldi CISD police officer Ruben Ruiz, tried to save her, but officers in the school prevented him from doing so. They said the teacher called her husband shortly after the gunman attacked her classroom and said she had been shot and was bleeding out. Ruiz tried to move forward into the hallway. He was detained. They took his service weapon from him, and they escorted him off the scene. They did not reveal which agency removed Ruiz from the school grounds, and essentially the situation has been hush-hush. So now you've got off-duty police officers there from the city that are trying to go into the school to save certain people that are in the school, and they're basically being detained and disarmed. While you see these cops sit in the hallway for 45 minutes, sucking their thumb and twiddling their fingers, nah, there was something way, way more bizarre, and I already told you guys a couple weeks ago, when you look at the flight tracker that shows basically the flight that comes out of Fort Hood that lands down there in Uvalde right before the shooting, then right before they allegedly shoot the guy, the plane takes back off. It's on the ground for like an hour and 23 minutes, which that airport is 3.3 miles away from the school. Just throwing that out there, private jet from military base, nobody knows who's on it. Kind of like somebody was waiting to see what was going on there. Don't know. Just speculating. But the more I keep hearing about the shooting over there, the matter it makes me considering the fact that it had nothing to do with the firearm involved, considering the fact that this kid allegedly was outside the school for 15 minutes shooting at a doggone nursing home, or not a nursing home, a funeral home, and police drove by and did nothing. Then finally this kid allegedly runs off and goes into an unlocked door and barricades himself allegedly. But again, what really happened down there and why are we having such a fast knee-jerk reaction to make sure we start implementing red flag gun laws and boyfriend loophole laws, which is – dad read the verb joint. There's nothing to make sense about that. Nothing to make sense about that, why they're adding that in there at all. And I learned a long time ago, anytime you have the federal government come in and say, well, we're doing this to close a loophole. No, 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 no. There's no loophole involved. The word loophole is almost always used by federal agents as a catchphrase to push an agenda to make people believe they're doing something for the public when in reality it's all about restricting the public's freedoms and rights. As I told you yesterday, the whole it's totally free, safe and effective, come get your free shot. Well, why is insulin so expensive if we're all about saving people's lives? Why are EpiPens so insanely expensive if it's all about saving people's lives, but yet we have an RNA gene therapy experimental shot? Suddenly it's free for everybody because the federal government keeps taking money against the people, taking loans out with money we don't have to buy drugs, RNA gene therapy drugs from Pfizer for the tunes of billions and billions and billions of dollars because, well, it's safe and effective, guys, and it's free. It's not safe, and it's not effective, and it's not free. It's none of the above. Always remember that. Once you grasp the concept that the government has no reason, nor does it have any will, want, or inclination to protect you, help you, or save you, that is not their job. 
their job there is to manage their funds and keep the government going and make sure everybody in the government continues to get paid. They do not care about the civilians of this country at all under any circumstances, nor do they care about the military service members. We saw that with this insane COVID mandate, and now you're seeing so many strong, stout, unbelievably aggressive gunfighter, patriot military men in the Corps, in the Navy, in the Army, in the Air Force, all being discharged because they refused to get an RNA gene therapy shot injected into them because they saw what happened when you started having the anthrax injection show its ugly face back in the 2000s and what happened to all the service members that got that shot that are still to this day living on disability because they've been injured from that shot. And we wonder, hmm, I wonder if there's a correlation between this shot they're mandating now and all the individuals that are checking out and basically dying. We're now starting to see more and more and more individuals get sicker and sicker and sicker from all these different shots they keep trying to plug everybody with. There's now a report I saw it earlier. I'm going to try to pull it up here again. It was talking about people that have basically died or had cardiac events that were Olympic athletes, and the number was minuscule. It was like nothing over a period of like 15 years. All of a sudden, in one year alone, we've already had like over 1,000 individuals that are Olympic athletes have cardiac issues, die, or have heart attacks basically one year after all these shots. Think that's a coincidence? No, it's not, my friends. Do your own research and you'll start finding out. Nothing about this shot was ever safe or effective. All you got to do is look at the documents that are being leaked, not leaked, being blatantly shown from the FDA, from Pfizer's own research showing these shots were not safe, they were not effective, and over 1,200 people died during the three-month clinical study. What do you think, Dan? Uh, they're, they're, it's not going to stop, Austin, because they're, they're going to continue with the obfuscation. I mean, when they own, when they own the media, when six companies that are all run through State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, all Rothschild controlled through the international banking families, when they control the media and what we hear and what we see, it's going to always be the same media. Yeah, I, I get frustrated because you know I keep talking about the same stuff over the years. You know, the same, the same. How should I say? We we keep painting the same picture of who runs the world, but yet other. Alt-media shows won't do that. They, they try to make it much more complicated than it is. It's not. It, and, and it's just this group of international banker cabalists, Luciferians, are, are running the planet. They want to run the world through Noahide walls, laws, in which if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to be beheaded. It's just what it is. And, and then, you, then you look at this mess like with the, with the view. You know, We mentioned that earlier. Yeah, the view has settled with Kyle Rittenhouse now for $22 million in a formal apology because of big mouth Oprah Winfrey can't keep her big mouth shut. And, you know, I used to like Oprah Winfrey. I liked her in Sister Act. I liked her back, you know, she did that movie with, uh, you know, Patrick Swayze. I, I you know, I, I liked a lot of the old movies that she did, but she's just turned into this absolute nightmare. And of course, she's being paid to be a nightmare. She really is. I, I can't really imagine why anybody would listen to anything she has to say. But now she's basically cost, you know, the view $22 million, which by the way is dirt cheap. If I'd have been Kyle Rittenhouse's attorneys, I'd have held out for a whole lot more. But, of course, he has a whole bunch of lawsuits out there like that. But uh, the view was happy to get off of that because I'm sure their insurance probably covered that just to get rid of it, not to make it get worse and not continue to have the bad publicity to the show. And, and the sad part about it is you get a bunch of real liberal women who all they want to do is sit around all day long and listen to these people spew their rhetoric and spew their hate and spew their witchcraft and spew their filth and spew their hatred of men. Just thought I'd mention that. And it's sad because so many women, literally millions of them a week, listen to this filth, and they become unbelievably mean and hateful and just ornery. 
and and they're the ones who run around chewing you out. I remember, I remember years ago we were talking about drones a little bit earlier. You know, we had Harrison. He was, you know, he's a teenager, he's 13, 14 years old, and we're up in the in a, in a national park up in Tennessee, great most great Smoky National Park. And we're all by ourselves, and he launched his drone, you know, on this parking lot area. And, you know, went up and took a couple pictures, and this lady came running over, started screaming at him, screaming at him. I mean, like foaming at the mouth, red faced with hysteria, screaming at him because he had a drone that was flying around for you know five minutes. And I thought to myself, wow. So I explained to her how the screaming wasn't going to help change things. And, you know, I told her to bring the drone back down and we'll be done with it. But it was unreal how she just went absolutely nuts because the little 13, 14, 15-year-old kid was flying a drone. Now, mind you, there are rules against flying drones in national parks. I got that, okay? And if everybody went up there to fly a drone in a national park, I got it, would have a problem. I got it. But she didn't have to be so ugly about it. She could have walked over and said, hey, look, you know, there's rules against this. You guys mind bringing the drone in. That's all she had to say. Not going to this ballistic overdrive. <laughs> but it, it is what it is. So am I, am I justifying that, Har- that Harris was flying a drone? No. I, you know, he probably shouldn't have done that. But we were all by ourselves. There was nobody around us when he launched it. And she just happened to drive up into the parking lot. The first thing she did was come over and start screaming and yelling. By the way, speaking of obfuscation and the uh, implementation and the control of the media, remember I've told you that the – Pastors have been completely compromised in many, many churches. Not all of them. We have some really good patriot pastors out there. But a Canadian pastor has now said that health officials offered him $50,000 to push vaccines. And he said you could actually get another 100000 for promoting vaccine confidence, basically, he said. It's a Saskatchewan minister. It's a senior Canadian pastor and alleged that public health officials offered his church $50,000. In a video posted online June 12th by Diverge Media, senior pastor Paul Du Bois of the Northern Northeast Christian Fellowship in Melford, Saskatchewan, made the shocking claim to a crowd. We have a Christian school in our church, and I got this from public health, and it is quite amazing. I'm not throwing my mail out anymore because we got asked to support vaccine confidence as a church with a nonprofit, and the government was going to give us $50,000. He goes, when I got that letter, I shredded it. But I should have never have shredded it. Du Bois then continued by saying to a person in the crowd, I did send you a website. But the reality is, is this. You know, this is what's happened with the Frankfurt School. This is what's happened with cultural Marxism. And this is what happened in our country, not in Canada, you know, with the passage of the Johnson Amendment, with that filthy pervert Johnson who I read to you, told you last Friday what he did with the USS Liberty. And I personally believe that he was involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. That's my personal opinion. And a lot of other people feel the same thing. Now, if you watch the video from JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick. I've promoted that at least a 100 times in this show in the last eight, nine years. From JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick. It's a long one. It's another three-and-a-half-hour one. But it will really snap you tight on what was going on with the Kennedy assassination and who was doing it. And it goes all the way back to the bloodline families into the 1800s, into the Harrimans and the other people that were involved in putting the railroads through the United States, which is all, again, Rothschild money. When you understand that the same group has always been doing this and pushing the same narrative, you understand it. And if you listen to the video, he talks about the exact people that were involved in the Kennedy assassination. He lists Johnson as one of the contributors to it. I just thought I'd mention that to you. I really want you guys to watch that video from JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. Now, I'm going to go ahead and post that again this week or this today. I'll put it in today you know, on our Health Masters website. It's already been posted there multiple, multiple times, and I'll stick it up there again. By the way, on a, on more snake news from Florida, this is crazy, a Burmese python weighing 215 pounds and measuring nearly 18 feet long is found in Florida. It, it had eaten an entire deer. It had 122 eggs inside its body. 
and it's the largest ever to be found in the state. Florida researchers captured a female Burmese python that weighed 215. The python was caught at the Bacoin Stand Forest just outside of Naples. The discovery was documented, a new release piece for National Geographic. Researchers found 122 eggs inside, which is the largest amount to be discovered in a female. The team also discovered and determined the python had eaten an entire white-tailed deer for its last meal. The discoveries help scientists learn about the reproduction and feeding behaviors. Florida authorities are estimated there are at least between 30,000 and 300,000 pythons living in Florida. That is an absolute joke. There are probably millions of them. It's not 300,000 because they've been breeding here freely since the 70s when somehow they were quote-unquote released. And I'm sure somebody started throwing pets out into the Everglades who they don't want to mess with them anymore because, you know, quite frankly, when you have animals that will eat your children, you really don't want to keep them in your house. But you feel sorry for the reptile because you've had it in your house now for 10 years. Now you don't want to deal with it anymore. So you just turn it loose. And sure enough, they're an apex predator. The only predator in Florida that could take out a python, the only one, is an adult gator. That's it. Okay, that's it. I mean, a big boy. That's the only one because they'll eat small gators too. But you know, the only real true apex predator that we have in Florida, other than a python, is a full-size gator. Here's the problem: gators also eat all kinds of stuff too, and pythons are competing for them with the food chain. So we have all of these giant snakes basically living here in Florida now, which is really not much of a comfort. But the reality is this: we know they're there. And so that's where the people come in from other states and other countries and other counties, and they come down to central Florida and south Florida, and they start to realize that we have a lot of reptiles running around. And if you've made it through your life here in Florida and you were raised here as a child and you were swimming in lakes and swimming in canals, which you really shouldn't do, and all of the other things that we did as kids, you know, you realize very quickly that you got to be careful around these reptiles. They will kill you. They'll kill you better than a, you know, you know, steak in a wagon rut, getting run over by a wagon. I mean, it's unbelievable how dangerous these animals are. And that's why I told you that story a few years ago. I was at a park up there in uh, St. Augustine, and there was a, basically a rattlesnake. And I went to kill it because there was a bunch of little children running around, and the guy comes running outside and says, if you kill that snake, I'm going to put you in jail. And you're in a park. You can't, you can't kill the you know, pit viper. I said, are you nuts? What's wrong with you? And he gently picked it up like he was going to kiss the snake, which is really nice. And, and he throws it over into the bushes using a stick. And I thought to myself, the guy's a loon. And I asked him, I said, were you raised here in Florida? He goes, no. I said, hey, you're an idiot. I said, you have no idea. I have children running around with no shoes on here at this park going swimming, and, you, and you're, you're, you're just giving sanctuary to rattlesnakes. Don't you realize that if they do lay eggs and there's going to be a whole bunch more of them coming out? And if you, get, if you look at the geometric growth progression of these snakes, you know, with 100-some-odd eggs in it, that's a lot, of, a lot of little baby pythons coming out. Now, remember, they're very hard to find. They have these big snake roundups down there all the time, and they've taken out thousands of them. But the reality is there's so many of them, and the hardest thing to do is to find them because they're so camouflaged. So what they did with this one is they put a male python out into the bushes. Okay, They put a tracker on him because he cannot reproduce. They put a tracker on him because he would attract females, and that's how they found the female is that she had come to this male. I guess they were doing a little mating ritual, I guess, when they caught him. But the reality is they didn't take the male one back out, and then they used him again to catch the females. Uh, by the way, that's a brilliant idea from a biology standpoint because, the, the, because like, like I said, the, the male can be brought back in before it has a chance to breed with any other females. Now, this is something that I want to share with you guys today because, I mean, we see these stories all the time, and I don't really talk about them because, you know, I'm like, you know, it's a story, you know, whatever, you know, but we're going to make it something a little different than what we normally talk about. By the way, Lou Rockwell came out with a really good article, and it's, uh, and it's an interesting story. It's called Stupid Is As Stupid Does by Brian Wilson. He goes, there are reasons of plenty how and why Republicans have earned the title Stupid Party. Their motto was similarly appropriate. We never pass up an opportunity, pass up an opportunity. 
With the midterms rapidly approaching, elected, appointed, former, and wannabe elephants have taken to print in the air at other merit batch their collection of dimwittery. No doubt you've heard the old saw. The only way to keep a secret is not to tell anyone. As the midterm elections approach with the euphoric anticipation of a red wave sweeping the blue Dems out of office and into the sea of bad memories, you would think that even the stupid party would be extra careful not to ruin things by doing stupid things, but you'd be wrong. Like many other news opinion shows, Fox News channels outnumbered and adjacent Falker Focus regularly feature Republicans, conservatives for their midday chat feasts. Invariably, the focus are on current events, pending legislation, inside White House goings on and the juicy parts of whatever Democrats are screwing up. So far, so normal. But then the wizards of rhetoric turn to the critiquing of the portion of the show where hosts and guests dissect and parse Democrat skullduggery, then proceed to instruct them on how to change their ways if they expect to make a showing in the upcoming elections. The very ones Republicans are in a termical drool mold to win and win bigly. So what they're doing is, and, and this is kind of, he's kind of like this a little too flowery, this way he wrote this, but here's what they're doing. They're taking the mistakes the Democrats are making and telling them to fix the mistakes before the elections. And they're telling them. So now the Democrats will come back in and fine tune it and basically try to not have a complete overthrow by the Republicans. And I also mentioned this yesterday or the day before on the show that until we fix the voting machines, until we fix the fake voting, we're never going to have real elections in this country anymore. This is not going to happen because they'll continue to hack the election just like they did with Biden. Watch that move, that, 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 uh, that video, 2000 Mules, that movie. You'll see it. They, they, they basically, this is the way the Clintons had always won elections because they basically hacked the election. You know, you know, that Larry Nichols used to talk about what the Clintons did and how they stuffed ballots. And that's exactly what they did with the Biden presidency. He is not elected duly president of the United States. I don't believe that for a second. I believe it was huge election fraud, and I believe a lot of people were compromised in the Trump administration to prevent Trump from basically going against that election. And I also believe that Trump was compromised because he did not do enough either. Just thought I'd mention that. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, I was I was looking at the same article that I was talking about earlier with the Canadian pastor that was discussing how they basically in Saskatchewan, they were bribing essentially the pastors over there to promote these shots. And, you know, again, that's something that he reported up there. You know, there's no telling how far spread that is all across the entire northern hemisphere. And that's why I've always continued to tell you guys, make sure you understand and you find out who your pastor is and what he's telling you. Is it going along with everything or is he talking out of both sides of his mouth? Just throwing that out there. I'm not picking on anybody in particular. I'm just saying because I've seen and I've been exposed to a lot of pastors over the past where they'll say one thing and then all of a sudden they say a completely other thing that contradicts what they're saying. They're either extremely ignorant on the topics or they either simply are being told to say certain things and almost like an infomercial, commercial, you know, advertising. They're doing it to make sure they get whatever they're told to say out there on the platforms, especially in these big churches. Just something I'll throw out there. And also, too, Dad's exactly right. I saw the article earlier about the python down in the Everglades. Where the Burmese pythons are native to Asia. They're not native. They're down you know, Southeast Asia area. They got here primarily by a lot of individuals that did exactly that. They released them out in the wild and thought it was okay. And back, I think it was uh, one of the hurricanes, 2004, there was a huge, huge reptile store down in South uh, South Florida. Huge reptile store that contained, that carried all these snakes, all these exotic snakes. 
and uh, it basically was demolished during that massive hurricane that hit down there. And of course, they never found any of the reptiles, and a lot of them basically dispersed. You know, and that was almost 20 years ago now. Now, the big thing that is very troubling is that they are now starting to spot anacondas down in the Everglades. And anacondas, if you guys know, they're from South America. They get very big. One of the largest ones they stated was reported back uh, beginning of this month down in Brazil. They said it was 33 feet long and 800 pounds. Now, granted, I didn't, I wasn't down there. I've seen the videos of it, and it's an absolute monster. They said it's almost three feet in girth at one point, three feet in girth. Now, again, I can't verify that because I wasn't there, but I do know for a fact anacondas are the largest snake in existence, and they get very, very big. So the fact that those now are going to be competing with the pythons down in the Everglades from the reports that I'm starting to hear, boy, Florida just keeps getting better by the year. I just thought I would throw that out there, remind everybody. And those are just the two that are not indigenous to the United States. We still got the nice cottonmouth water moccasins down here that are from Florida. And those are actually venomous. You know, the pythons and the anacondas are not venomous. They just constrict you. But the um, water moccasins, they're, they're good and venomous. So make sure if you ever see one, you have the ability to do so. Make sure you shoot it in a clean, controlled fashion and make it one less dead, you know, one less dead water moccasin in the state of Florida. Makes everything a lot better. Also, too, if you guys need anything at all, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. Lots of different specials going on. Like I said earlier, the vitamin C with antioxidants will be product of the week. I'll have that up here shortly. And also, too, be sure to check out the two-pack special meat buckets along with the resveratrol plus. That'll be ending this week for the super sale for June. So be sure to check that out. Really good antioxidant support. Great anti-inflammatory response. That's one of the products we put in the protocol for people that have taken this COVID injection. They basically are trying to reduce inflammation. The magnesium brain food along with the CoQ10, the resveratrol plus and the GHI can help out from what I personally seen a lot of inflammation individuals to people that may be having severe side effects from that. So again, just something to throw out there, not making any claims, but it is a viable option that we have been working with. So again, thank you for the continued support. Healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Thank you.